Aquarian Schultz, presented by the Good Feet Store, with locations in Fishers, Avon, and Greenwood. It's the only four hours of the day that Quarry isn't at the gym. You're listening to Quarry and Schultz on Fox Sports 97.5, Indie Sports Station. Now, I'm a little offended. Tisha, who knows both of us, says that you're the that I'm the bigger diva unless it's your birthday week, and then it's you. Oh, I don't think I'm a diva about my birthday at all. I don't make a big deal about it. People, other people make a big deal about it. Okay. I, I Jake, I have no control about what other people say, you know, throwing out words like miracle and all that stuff. That that was put in print. That was in the Trouble Times in 1983. Okay. I didn't come up with that. I was an infant. I was in an incubator, for God's sake. I would disagree about... I'm vain at times about my appearance and my health, but I'm not a diva. Like, for example, okay, here's a good example. Brady asked mm-hmm. for a birthday dinner where you would recommend, and you said what? What were your we, three? I, I really, well, I only recommended I said, one. I said the last three birthday, the last three birthdays I've been given my choice of anywhere, apparently, yeah. wherever you want to go. Steak and Shake, Acapulco Joe's, and Basbo. Those were my three yeah, choices. Yeah, three good, even though Steak and Shake's really gone downhill, uh, but the other two are great choices. Uh, I because it was a milestone birthday, I thought that he wanted a, a higher-end place. So I said Geraldine Supper Club that's just east of Fountain Square because we ate there and I had a Beef Wellington. It was amazing. It was really, really good. It's like an old-school, like, 1940s-era steakhouse. It's a really cool old building, exposed brick. The food was awesome, and we had a great night. Okay. But you're saying that my that makes me a diva? I'm not saying that. I think... But I think I am the more of the two. I'm the one that's that's a little more, to use your word, grounded. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. You're an extremely philanthropic and caring person. Yeah, that's grounded. When not dealing with me. Right. And you love this city very much. But if you catch you on the wrong day or the wrong moment... Or you say the wrong thing, especially if you're a customer service rep, then God help you. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. Okay. Because Jake will unleash the fires of hell upon you. It is rough. Uh, Colts Vegas odds are out for the Super Bowl. They adjust these after the draft, as ridiculous as it sounds on April 30th to be talking about Super Bowl odds. You want to guess, Jake, where they stack up? Super Bowl odds... The best odds for winning next year. Did you happen to look up what the lowest odds are? No. Okay. Um, I have no idea who the lowest odds would even be. Now that Cleveland is actually pretty good. Sa- Oakland? Uh, maybe. San Francisco? Yeah, don't, go they, ahead. don't okay. have some talent. I haven't really paid but, attention to the Niners. They've fallen off the map. Okay, here we go. Uh, New I'll, England? I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Okay, New England's got to be high, right? I have the high-end ones. New England's number one. Okay. New Orleans? Uh, New Orleans is number four. Uh, the Rams. I mean, they went to the Super Bowl, so the Rams. Easy enough. They're number two. So the Patriot, the two Super Bowl participants last okay, year won then, two. Okay, then I'll stick with the conference championships theme, and I will go with Kansas City. Yeah, Chiefs are three. Um, The Chargers. Chargers are seventh. 
Um, I'm sure people are yelling at their. See what I hate. This one lifts Pittsburgh, them by Pittsburgh? division. No, Steelers. Steelers are expected to be down a little bit. Well, I know, but they seem to always get kind of a pass. You know what I mean? Uh, the Colts. Colts are tied for eighth. You want to guess who they're tied with? Because this is an is an, an interesting one that Houston. you might not think of. No, that's a great guess. Uh, Houston's not that far back, but they're not a direct Seattle. Tie. No, they're uh, also AF, uh Well, actually, no NFC team. Sorry. Philadelphia. No, the Bears. Oh yeah, okay, I can see that. Uh, Arizona, by the way, is two hundred to one. Miami is also two hundred to one. After that, Cincinnati, Buffalo, and Detroit, and the Redskins, and the Giants, and the Bucks are all hundred to one. Jeez, that's a long list of teams. hundred to one. Yeah, the Giants are like in total rebuild mode. Yeah, yeah right? but the thing is, Jake, doesn't the NFL kind of lend itself to? Is it really the worst bet in the world to throw five bucks on the Giants to win the Super Bowl at a hundred to one? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe Gettleman is that bad. But I don't know. A hundred to one just seems like extremely low odds. Uh, you look. weren't the, weren't the Chiefs going off or somebody who made a run in recent years? Oh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville was a, a quarter away from the Super Bowl two years ago, and I think their preseason Super Bowl odds were something like 100 and something to one. And they were a quarter away from at least getting on that stage. I said this earlier, Derek. I'm going to repeat it, okay? This happens every year. There are going to be three teams that are just thought to be mid-pack bleh teams that are going to have, based on their schedule, based on injuries around them, based on you know whatever else there are three teams that are going to all of a sudden be a step ahead of the game and you're going to look back and go wait a minute all of a sudden you know they're they're 13 and 3 they're poised for a 12 and 4 season so i threw out the three earlier that, that, that this could fall into i'm just picking random teams okay you ready the denver broncos what what are the broncos super bowl odds Broncos Super Bowl odds are 80 to 1. Okay. So I'll say the Broncos, the Jets, it's hard to say, man, because Sam Darnold, really. So I will go the Broncos, the Miami Dolphins. If Josh Rosen is decent, who knows? I mean, I don't know. They're they're really pretty bad, aren't they? <laughs> they're pretty bad. The, you uh, know what? They're not – they're not bad. They just don't matter. Okay, totally. They're in the worst place to be, and that's they're stuck between seven and nine wins every year. You're right. Miami. The Vikings. Yeah. And then there are three teams that were on that list that you just mentioned that are going to be bad. I could see the Bears coming out and having a terrible season. I could see the – I could see things blowing up in Cleveland with all the personalities, right? They're kind of the sexy team. How many times Jake has the sexy team fallen on its face? A lot. Jacksonville was sexy last totally. year going into the year. Hundred, totally. Hey, agree. they've turned the corner and yeah, look, Blake Bortles is actually pretty good. <laughs> okay. Blake Bortles has become a What was that? Fart noise. <laughs> That's this is a mature adult radio. Well, I'm just show. saying. Remember it's where we sat a year ago? Show. You know, you say you say these things, and then well, Bortles was 
Here's the thing. I don't know that anybody was saying Blake Bortles was going to be this turnaround guy. I think it was more so that people were saying if Blake Bortles turns it around. You well, know he I mean? was competent in the playoffs, and that's why I think people thought. But that's a, that's a really small sample size to go on. Hell, think about what people were saying about the Colts last year. Not only here, but nationally. Ten wins, a road playoff win. How many people thought that was going to happen? Right. In, on April 30th of 2018. You know what also happened a year ago today, Jake? I'm surprised we're not making a bigger deal about this. It's the one-year anniversary of something really, really big. What's that? Romeo Langford committed to Indiana. Really? Uh-huh. I saw a mock draft where he was down to 16. Yeah. What if he's on the board for the Pacers at 18? Oh, it's a... What do you do there? We'll table that because I don't, I don't know that he's going to fall that far, but it's interesting to think about. Speaking of April 30th, that means we're one day away from the month of May. We had Graham Rahal on the show earlier today, and Steve is so excited he didn't even want to wait until May 1st to call the program. Hi, Steve. Hello, uh, Jake. Hello, D.C. Um, just, uh, Jake, I want to tell you how much I enjoyed reading your article at IndyCar.com today. That really set the tone for the month of May. Really uh, a great, great article. And, and D.C. should be lucky that he gets to work with such a quality individual that can work in radio, TV, and broadcast, as well as, you know, an afternoon radio drive time show. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. I I, I appreciate it. I can do all those things. I can and I have. I tweeted out the article of which Steve speaks, IndyCar.com, where you can read it. I write my own blog, FoxSports975.com. It's called the Quarian Schultz blog, but Jake hasn't contributed to it since 2013. (laughs) Uh, Steve, I've made multiple appearances on local TV, on 59, on Sports Locker, Wish 8, on the NFL Network. You might have heard of it. So I can do all of those things as well. Just as well as Jake, if not better. So, but since we're, we're heading into the month of May, you know, when uh, are you excited about the new qualification format? I'm going to need another refresher course on what the new qualification format is, to be totally honest. <laughs> I, I feel like they've changed it. They've changed it at least four times in the last seven or eight years. I, I, I fully agree. And, I, you know, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to go on Saturday to see the poll, the poll winner. I'm supposed to go on yeah. Sunday. No, I'm with you. You know, it's, it's, it's very confusing. Not to put you on the spot, Jake, but do you even know? I do not. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't looked at it. I know they changed it again. I just, I haven't even looked. I mean, I, I will plead ignorant to the fact, or I will plead, I will admit that even in years past, sometimes during qualifying, I get confused as to how many runs they are allowed to do. And on what day they are doing things in terms of you know wait a minute what day's the poll I'm looking it up right now because I've gotten you know I've gotten the email and everything else um but I do get confused by it I I think if I'm not mistaken poll day is they reversed it this year right do you have it in front of you uh no I can look it up right now I'm pretty sure they reversed it though back back again right 
It's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed. And then to Sunday you have bumping. No, don't. I, I Jake, I, I don't think you should be embarrassed. I just at all. haven't gotten into it yet. You know what I mean? I, like I, don't I get think to you know. should be embarrassed at all. I think there are a lot of people that don't know what it is because it's changed so much. Here we go. 2019 qualifying format. Uh, positions from 11 until 550. Positions 10 through 30 are determined. Positions are set. Those cars will not requalify on Sunday. Each entry is guaranteed one attempt and multiple four-lap runs may be made as time permits. Cars in positions 10 through 30 at the end of the first day of qualifying on May 18th are locked into those starting spots for the race and will not requalify for the next day. So everybody goes out, 10 through 30 are frozen. Then on Sunday, last row shootout from 12.15 to 2.15 will be bumping, 1.15 to uh, two fifteen. I'm sorry, twelve fifteen to one fifteen will be bumping. One fifteen to two fifteen, the run for the pole, and then three fifteen to six o'clock open practice for the rest of the day. So there you go. So pole and bumping both on Sunday. And you're going to be there the whole time. What's that? You're going to be there the whole time. I will be there the whole time. Yep. You have to give any guided tours those days. I think I'm supposed to give one on fr- Fast Friday. But it's going to be tricky because now I'm doing more stuff before our show. So, have to see. It's kind of a little bit of a a good and bad thing. It's great. It's great that you work for the IMS Radio Network. I know it's a huge honor for you. But the problem is, is that people know that you work for the IMS Radio Network and I know you've told me stories before of people literally on race day texting you that morning to be like, hey, can you yeah. can you show me around the track? Hey, what do you got going on today? I do get that, which and is flattering like, that people think of me. But uh, yeah, on, man. Yeah, it's I mean, I will say. And, and you're in the same category. You're not just me. This is at no fault of anyone. And it does not come as a slight to anyone. But. If there is something that. For the speedway itself, people were hoping to a favor or something that I could do to to help them out or you at the track itself, which I love doing and I appreciate everyone's interest in it. It is very flattering, all of that. Unfortunately, all of those re- requests probably already are in by now. Like we've already reached the too late de- May 1st is the too late deadline. Hell, I've gotten a bunch of them in my email. You probably have. I'm Subject sure. line Jake requests. I usually just hit delete. <laughs> By the way, I just noticed um, I just noticed that we were – I wish I had known this. I didn't realize this. Uh, we were up – a chance to, to come into this show was up for auction to help out public schools, and it only went for 25 bucks, Derek. I don't think we should have gotten that word out there. I didn't know anything you're about it. You're missing a couple zeros. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're missing a couple zeros. I didn't know anything about it. Generally, there is a feeding frenzy. They've actually pulled our show from silent auctions because they yeah, run okay. out of room on the sheet, the sign-up sheet for bids. So usually th- now our show has become a live auction item. So the guy that talks really, you know, hey, 400, 500, 5,000, 6,000, you know, that, that, that whole thing. That's what they end up doing now. You know who's an auctioneer here? Don Stuck. He has certification and everything. Don's multi-talented. Just like Jake Query, who Steve called in to talk about. That was great. Right. Thank you, Steve. Uh, hey, Jake. Just so you know, each person who would be on the bubble gets one run and only the final three spots. Probably will not take that entire hour. 
again, I when the format came out, I looked at it and I'm I got the email and I'm like, okay, well, before before qualifying gets in, I'll go over all this and and get to know the entire format. I just hadn't done that yet, but I will admit, just the way my brain works, sometimes it's difficult for me to grasp it. I don't know how strategists and people like that figure out a lot of stuff because I'm like, I can't remember what number run it is or how many you're allowed. I get very confused by it. I I do, admittedly. I understand why James Hinchcliffe, you know, at the gun last year was quote-unquote not bumped, but his time was pulled. He didn't have a time and lost track of the sight of time in the line because you have people moving in and out. It's like algebra, and I'm trying to do long division. I will readily admit that it's difficult for yeah, me to Yeah, and you were a C student at North Central, so that's uh that's On a good tough. day. Two, three, nine, 29% in algebra, Derek. We'll talk more Colts. We'll talk NBA playoff officiating conspiracies. That's one of our favorite pastimes here in Indy. Also, uh, I just found this. You can pay a business to fake a vacation for you on social media. What's that? You can pay a business to fake a vacation for you on social media. Wait, What? Yeah, I'll have the details about that coming up later on this hour. You pay them, and they create, like, photos and stuff of you in exotic places. Wouldn't you just want to go on vacation? Who do you, who are you trying to fool? We will answer that question coming up later on this hour. That's <laughs> right. It's Schultz, Fox Sports 97.5, 1260 AM. Aquarian Schultz, presented by the Good Feet Store, with locations in Fishers, Avon, and Greenwood. They're celebrities, but only in their own minds. You're listening to Aquarian Schultz on Fox Sports 97.5 and 1260 AM. 24 minutes after the hour of 5 o'clock. It's actually starting to look nice out there. I thought it was supposed to rain like until I it was Saturday. supposed to rain all week. Like, I, I really hustled to get all my lawn mowing done on Sunday. Not that I'm upset about this. I like the fact that the sun's out. I wish it'd be a little bit warmer. But all in all, we had a pretty nice April. Had some really good weather the front half of the month. What? It was like snowing, right? No. It snowed in Chicago like four days ago. Do yeah, you know that? Chicago's weird. Chicago gets all that lake stuff. It sucks. Okay. It's it's like 10 degrees in Chicago until July. <laughs> okay. I can't believe that we forgot to get to the most important headline of the the day today. Did you see this? Indiana finally is going to sell beer and wine at football games. Indiana University. Yeah. Okay. They've been holding out for a while. When did Purdue start doing that? Three years ago? Four years ago? That's right. The official announcement came from the school today. Alcohol has been available at men's basketball games in select locations. Access primarily to special guests and big donors. Do you know at the football games, Derek, um, what all are they selling alcohol-wise? Uh, I'm trying to look here to so, see. Do they have margaritas? What the deal is. I would assume they have margaritas. You know why? Why is that? So they can put them on the rocks. <laughs> well, you could put a variety of alcohols on, on the rocks, Jake. Well, like I know, but you, whiskey put, on the rocks. you don't put beer on the rocks and you don't put wine on the rocks. Yeah, whiskey on the rocks is fine. Or just, actually, you're you're right. It'd be more likely to be bourbon because then it's just one rock, right? You know, people are asking, is this going to, will this guard against everyone leaving the game at halftime to go back to the tailgate fields? 
And I think the answer to that probably is still no, because I'm assuming the beers are going to cost, what, like nine, ten bucks? For sure. But my my thing with with football, and we've talked about this. There, there's been a, there's always been a relationship between alcohol and and these big time sporting events, notably football. Uh, people are going to drink anyway, so why not sell beer at the stadium? It just doesn't make sense. It makes too much sense to sell it. So let's go, make a couple extra bucks. The alcohol, I I would guess that the alcohol related incidents aren't going to spike at all because you've got in stadium beer sales. I mean, I've been at Memorial Stadium. I was a season ticket holder when I was in college, and I saw a dude bring in an entire fifth of rum of of Sailor Jerry. Sailor Jerry. In his pant leg. Okay. So, I mean, people were able to get that stuff in there. Is Sailor Jerry a good rum? It's like the lower end uh, Captain Morgan, I believe. What's Sailor? I, I might be thinking of Admiral Nelson. What is Sailor Jerry's beer equivalent? Uh, I think it's like the RC Cola of rums, okay. probably, is what you would say. Yeah. I got nothing against RC Cola. No. Royal Crown. Yeah. Do you I know actually... the cola that served at uh, Steak and Shake? No, do, is it not like Coke or Pepsi? Well, of course, I might be going strictly off of 25 years ago here, but forever it was King Cola. I've never heard of it. Yeah, King Cola. Hmm. I never had anything against RC Cola. I thought that was fine. It's fine. I stuck a uh, Zima. I'm not proud of it. Um, <laughs> okay. Into my pant leg. Oh, uh, speaking of which, Derek. 2001. I'm not going to pull it uh, out of my pant leg, trust me. But I do have a surprise for you. Would you like to come in the studio real quick? This is it going to be chocolate from the brand? Maybe. Okay. It might possibly be chocolate from the brand. What Derek doesn't realize is that I actually have gotten for him a very cool, very cool retro Karma T-shirt from Karma Records. But I'm saying it quite. Okay, uh, just behind here. All right, give me, you, give me. Uh, describe for everyone what you're looking at here. You're looking at this is the the shelf behind me. This is radio. Germs, so that, mostly. <laughs> not quite. Okay, what all do we have? We've got toothpaste. Yep. Which is disgusting that you brush your teeth occasionally. In the work bathroom. Oral hygiene is very important to me. It's disgusting. Okay. Uh, I think we have like a. Is that a Roy Hibbert signed basketball? I think it is a Roy Hibbert I think signed it's basketball. Roy yeah. Too, yeah. Strangely deflated. I don't know why we still have that on di- right. display. Okay. Aquarian Schultz toaster from That's our favorite right. stoner toast, <laughs> which we saved. He bedazzled a toaster for us. He did. It's pretty what cool. Happened to that guy, Toast. If you're listening right now, you need to call us. Or I tweet think Toast us. went on a little vacation. I haven't heard it from Toast in yeah. a while. But Toast is back. He may or may not have been incarcerated for a little bit. <laughs> and then uh, a Let's Go uh-huh. Clemson stoplight. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. What? what is there something specific? You behind, want me to point out here? there's a gift for you just behind the Let's Go Clemson stoplight. So go ahead and and. Uh, describe for what you're seeing. No, not that. So not Bob that. And Tom stress ball. No, not the Bob and Tom stress ball. But behind that, there we go. Now, oh, Derek, it's no, it's, Wait, orange. it's orange. That's that's creamsicle orange, and it says, "Look at this, Karma Records." Yeah, see, you're a jerk. You said that there was. You no, said I didn't have one. I demanded. They brought me. They brought only me. Hell yeah. Walter came back and brought me and only me a T-shirt. And I told him, this is unacceptable. You need to go back to karma and get one for Derek. And so he did. Sounds like incense. (laughs) Okay. Do you smell it? You want to smell my shirt? No. no. 
It does actually yeah. smell like incense. It's very cool. Karma Records. It's got my. It's got the Soldiers and Sailors monument on it. Yeah, it's really live neat. in Indianapolis, nineteen seventy. Awesome. It's an awesome Thanks, T-shirt. Yeah, You've see? been good about gifts lately. Usually, yeah, well, you're kind of a I'm... short name for Richard about gifts. Uh, what was the other thing I got you that was wonderful? I got him a, a mug from Seattle. Chocolate. Huh? Well, the brand fine chocolates, of course. Everyone knows the brand fine chocolates. The finest chocolate you're going to get right across from the fashion mall in River Crossing. But I also got you a lovely Seattle coffee mug. Are we the only two-man show in America who the, we don't sit in the same room? People are fascinated by that, right? I mean, I like having my own space, and sometimes we need a physical barrier between us. But <laughs> no, people nice seem we fascinated the by the fact that we're not in the same room. Yeah. 239-1260. Uh, I'll have that fake a vacation social media thing next. Fantastic from Evan Altman, by the way. IU is going to sell beer by the bucket, but they'll only be able to offer it every few years. Solid. He's usually pretty good on the jokes. That's really it's good. It's Corey and Schultz, Fox Sports 97.5. Quarry and Schultz, presented by the Good Feet Store, with locations in Fishers, Avon, and Greenwood. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter at jQuery and at Schultz975. This is Query and Schultz on Fox Sports 97.5 and 1260 AM. Don't know what this is. I do not know what this is. Wait for the chorus. It's a great song. This woman was really attractive. And then... And the band was great. And then she did a solo career. And then she got introduced to the nose candy. And the next thing you know, she's posing naked. Debbie Gibson? <laughs> no. No, that's not correct. You know Steve Shunk? He's friends with Debbie Gibbons. Is this I Think We're Alone? What is this song? I don't know what this is. I keep uh, waiting was... for her to be like, I think we're alone now. What's Who did that song? Debbie Gibson. Are you sure? Okay, here you go. Oh, I know this song. Yeah, yeah. Who is this, though? The Go-Go's. Belinda oh, okay. Carlisle was the lead singer. Gotcha. I get them and the B-52s mixed up sometimes. <laughs> Why is that funny? I think that's a common mistake. <laughs> okay. I think people have those issues sometimes. Okay. Uh, I want to get to this social media vacation thing because you can actually pay this company to fake a social media vacation for you. So, like, they can make up, like, Instagram photos of you and, and your family in Mexico. If you really want to do that, you could pay them for it. But first, I want to get to Al's call. It has to do with the NFL draft. I think it's an interesting question, and it's actually one that I hadn't thought about since it ended up happening. Hi, Al. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on, fellas? How you guys doing? Al, have you called the program before? You sound like a cool guy. No, nah, this is my first time. Well, outstanding. Uh, if you don't mind, we do a little segment sometimes on the show, Al, called Get to Know Your Listener. It's wildly popular. Kids love it in particular. Get, would you like to participate real quick? Sure, I can. Okay. Al, if, you sound like a nice guy. How long have you been listening to this show? Uh, almost a year now. Really? And and what bet did you lose that caused you no, to start don't, listening don't say to that. us? Al, Al likes the show. Yeah. Well, how did yeah, you I, find this show, Al? If you don't mind me asking. Um, I was actually looking for a, a different um, option on, of, from the uh, other the sports network and in the, in that we have in our community. Okay. Well, thanks, and, man. Uh, Al, if you don't mind me asking, uh, did you go to high school in the area? 
I did. Okay. What was the athletic team nickname of your high school sports teams? The Titans. The Titans. Okay. This is Al, a proud graduate of Arsenal Technical High School, I believe, if I'm not yes, mistaken. Uh, Al, if, if you don't mind me asking, when you were a senior in high school, who would you say was uh, the most popular American athlete in that era, like of that time? Who was the guy? Who was the guy that – as an active player, was the most popular player of your senior year? Nationally. Uh, nationally. Mm. That's a good question. Um, Jordan, Tiger, Earl. I would, I, would, I, would say, I would say Jordan. Okay. I would say Jordan. Okay, so Al may be uh, He might be around your age, Jake. That's exactly right. Uh, Al, the last question I have for you, and then we'll get you to your draft question. If you could pick one team to guarantee that they will win their next pro sports championship, what team would you select? Huh. I would, I would have to say the Pacers. Well, I like that. So Pacers this is, are a popular answer. They are. This is Pacers fan Al. That's what. From now on, you are Pacers Al on this show. Is that cool with you? I take it. All right, this is Pacers out or Titans out. I kind of like Titans out, but people no, like but the, people think Tennessee right, right. maybe, and we don't want that. All right, uh, <laughs> Al, thank you for participating. What was your? By the way, if you could hang out with one of the two of us, Al, which would you be more likely to hang out with? Can you let me him or get Derek? To his question, Jake. God, I, I think I will hang out with the guy with the guy that's going to spend the least amount of time in the gym. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Okay. Thank you. Al. Well, the two of you can just go to the Tasty Freeze and have some fun. And I want to say it's, it's quality, not quantity. So trust me, I, I look I look like I'm in the gym a lot. You know what I mean, Al? We can, we can get some wings and watch you uh, work out. That's right. We'll do that. All right. So, Al, you had a question about DK Metcalf. Is that right? I do. I, I, I was wondering when it came to our opportunity to draft uh, a receiver, because I, I felt at the time when we drafted um, – I can't think of the kid's name. Paris Campbell, uh, yeah. Yeah, that we were going to go. Uh, but and, and oh. that, you know, having a 6'3 receiver, uh, strong, fast, uh, big hands, I, I thought him being on the opposite side of uh, uh, would, would fit just where, real well. Uh, and we getting possibly um, having uh, uh, our other tight end back from uh, uh, from injury as well as uh, Ebron. Um, I thought maybe DK Metcalf would fit, and I'm kind of wondering if they was thinking the injury that he suffered uh, in college was gonna um, hinder him from uh, peaking. It's a great question. Now there had to be something with him, right? Because I don't know about you, but like originally the thought was that this was like a top 15 talent, and then all of a sudden, right. like I was stunned when he didn't go in the first round, and then the first part of the second round, and part of me. I thought to myself, look, he looks like a, an absolute physical specimen and everything else, but there has to be a reason why I didn't hear a lot about this guy until all of a sudden, like, combine time, right? Yeah, I'm intrigued by the Colts getting a big body, which they still don't really have. Uh, they have it at tight end, I guess, but not at receiver, and they haven't really had. And Paris Campbell's not that. He's six foot, uh, and he's kind of more of a speedster, but... What I worry about with Metcalf, Al, from from reading about him was that he was not a very productive player in college, and some of that is the fact that he had injury issues, but he wasn't viewed by everybody as even the best prospect on his team. You know, a lot of people had A.J. Brown, also of Ole Miss, ahead of him, and he had this great combine and these great workouts, but people, I think, watched his film and said, well, he's not a good route runner, and 
God, he didn't really produce much in college. So do we want to take a guy who, who looks great with his shirt off and can bench press and can blow up the combine, but hasn't really shown it on the field? Uh, I think he's one of the biggest boomer bust guys in, in the total draft. But at the end of round two, I, I'm trying to remember who he, he even fell to. I think it was Seattle. Um, at the end of round two, I think you absolutely take a flyer on him. And I wouldn't have minded if the Colts took a flyer on him at, uh, when did they pick Campbell? 59? Where did he end up going? 49? Metcalf. Seattle, I think. No, but, but no. Don't quote me on that. No, I mean, where was it? Like, what's, where did he slot? Oh, the, the end of round two. Because you saw the video, like, apparently at the combine, he, he walked in and, and Pete Carroll took his shirt off with him. It was kind of awkward. Actually, I thought it was kind of funny. I mean, it's funny. Yeah, yeah it was funny. But uh, he was drafted, by the way. He he was drafted by Seattle. And he was, I'm looking here to see exactly where. Somewhere in the 50s? Uh, 64. Okay. Yeah. That's way later than That's I would have yeah. I And he was the ninth or tenth receiver taken, I think. There were a bunch of guys. So, uh, he was viewed pretty unanimously as one of the two or three um, along with A.J. Brown I mean, Derek, and, and the kid that uh, – Marquise Brown, you know, some of those others. 65 total catches in his college career. Yeah. 12 touchdowns. But you can't just look at that in a vacuum. Sometimes that's – Understood. How he was used and Understood. the injury situation. But I, I can understand why that was maybe a bit of a turnoff for some teams. Uh, so tell me about this vacation thing. Yeah, this is great. A Nebraska-based, speaking of places you want to take a vacation from, uh, (laughs) a Nebraska-based business is offering to bolster social media pages with expertly faked photos of the user on vacations they never took. The company tells you exactly what it is. Fake a vacation offers packages starting at $19.99, that's $19.99, for a service to superimpose photos of a social media user in front of famous landmarks at popular vacation spots. The list includes Vegas, the Grand Canyon, Hawaii, even Walt Disney World. The packages also include some facts about each destination to help the customer concoct the story of their fake vacation. So they fake the photos for you, you fake the caption. Wait a minute, here's my question. Why would you do that? Wouldn't it be the other way around? Wouldn't wouldn't you be much better off to have them say, we have a service where you send us 15 pictures of your home city and, and we'll post pictures to make it look like you're still in your home city so that you can go off to somewhere else? Like, wh- why would you fake a vacation? Well, you know how we are with what social is- media. So, uh, 95% of social media's popularity is, hey, let me show everybody how cool and great my life is. You go someplace cool, what do you think of? Oh, man, I really want to put this on Instagram because it's a cool place. Okay. So this company says, and kind of like the Nashville draft attendance numbers, I can't possibly believe this is true, even though I do think people do this. The company cited a study that suggests that more than half of millennials have lied about taking vacations for reasons ranging from last-minute cancellations, the high price of travel, and the desire for social media recognition. Wow. Okay. You know, I'll never forget, Derek. This has stuck with me just 
I remember it so vividly. I'm not saying that I adhered to it. I just remembered it so vividly. When I was an intern at MTV Networks, 1994, and I got assigned for, I can't remember if it was a week or two weeks, to the MTV Beach House, which was in Quag, New York, on Long Island. And they had rented out someone's house. They built like a deck on the back. They had the pool. If you ever watched the Beach House, the grind, any of those shows that were done from the Beach House, it people really thought that the MTV Beach House was... Like, if you were on the beach, it's like, oh, there's the MTV Beach House. Like, it was a club. Well, it wasn't. It was a production house. They they found some guy that was an accountant in Manhattan that owned a summer home on Quag and said, hey, we'll give you however much money for the, for the summer and rent it out for six weeks. And we just filmed show after show after show after show. I mean, the shows that we filmed when I was an intern there aired, like, in early September when I was back in Bloomington. And they were, and we recorded them like in August, and it was just one after the other after the other. And the inside of the house was editing bays and coke machines and tapes and cameras. But I recall having a meeting where, and I was just a fly on the wall. But the producers were talking, and they said, "Here's the thing: our audience are." This is exactly, I remember exactly what they said. Our audience is a guy with a pathetic life and a trailer and a rainstorm in Columbia, Missouri. And we want them to watch this and feel like they are part of a party in the sun in Long Island, New York, and make them forget that they're sitting in a trailer in a rainstorm in Columbia, Missouri. Because it's all yeah. about the fantasy of where you think you are. So maybe that. Think about a fire festival. Think of all this stuff. It's all. It's all garbage, Smoke and mirrors. right? Yeah. Jake, you're you're what, 48? 46. So nice. you're right in the wheelhouse of social media midlife crisis. How many people that you do you see from high school and college and you know some of the intimate details of their life and you know that it's a mess for them, yet everything that they post on Facebook, you're like, wow, everything looks great for them. Guess, and you know yeah. better. I mean, I, I guess. Right? Yeah. You don't know yeah, people right. like that? I, I do. I, I mean, you're right. I certainly know it. Did you say marriage? Yeah. Look I, how happy we are. I love yeah, you, baby. I, that's, uh, do you? Yeah. I, I mean, I hate to say it and be flippant, but you are correct. I certainly know people like that where it's like. I love my wife the, very much. I have never posted that on social media, though. I now, know, now I? I will say. Should I do the over the top? Derek, I do like I the you, fun. Baby. I like this. I'm not going to say I'm amused by it. Because you never are amused by someone's struggle. That's not no. what I mean. But I get an eyebrow raised to the people that are trying to make up via social media, trying to get somebody back via social media. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. It's, it's kind of sad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or the whole, like, long, sappy, like, look, say it over dinner. Jeez, I guess my biggest fault is that I'm just too loyal. Got to know that people are just going to stab you in the back. Well, that's it. Only looking out for me now. What am I supposed to comment to that? Like, do I, do I like uh-huh. that? Do I do like the little you, sad face you know emoji? You no, you re- uh, you reply to it and say. What do I do with that? Reply to it and say, "Who told you what I said?" <laughs> just really mix things up. You know what I mean? I just, Who know, told you I, what I said? I'm I'm not gonna. It's your social media account, and you should post, I guess, whatever you want. But the way that I've always treated it was. 
if I'm on vacation somewhere and I'm doing something cool, yeah, here, hey, here's a picture of my kid. Here's a picture of my family. Um, here's a picture of a game I'm attending, the, the Final Four in San Antonio. Here's the Riverwalk, you know, whatever. But some of these people that post like 10 things a day or they tell you all the intimate details of their life, it's it's unbelievable to me. Like, I don't know if they use it as a sounding board or what the deal is. But I can totally buy that somebody would fake a vacation and, and pay this group to do it. My thing is, though, for 20 bucks, I'm thinking that th- those photoshops are really bad, right? <laughs> hey, here's me and my family in Ireland. It's like George Costanza trying to get himself erased out of the back of a photo, right? Yeah, come on, man. Can you imagine? Like, Well, I, Derek, here's the thing, though. Let's be, let's be real. In fairness, this is the 2019 version of... Look, I met Ronald Reagan at Union Station. Hey, check this out. Look at this awesome photo. Bruce Willis was at Circle Center Mall. The cardboard cutout or Union Station. Look, I was on the cover of Sport Magazine. Yeah, I remember those where you could put your head in the thing. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's kind of the it's same the thing. It's the 2019 equivalent of that to an extent. I, I'm just fascinated by this. I've never in my life lied about a vacation that I took. Yeah, why would you? Can I don't you get that. imagine going into work and being like, yeah, I just well, went to the, Tibet last here's week. Here's the what? thing. To fake your that? vacation, you got to take the week off of work. So what, are you just sitting at home for a week? I mean, I get that not everybody can afford You know, I, I understand a staycation, but. Like if you were single again and you were trying to impress a girl at work, would you be like. Hey, I went to went to Vegas over the weekend. Went, went to, well, no, no, something less creepy though. You know, this something makes more sense. Cultured. This makes sense. I went Derek. to France or something. I think this makes sense. That Todd that we work with, he's got this this service, right? Uh, he doesn't need to fake the vacations. He flies for free, so he goes wherever he wants. He was just in D.C. visiting our old boss, Mike. That's right. Yeah, it was cute. They went to the Lincoln uh, Memorial and the whole deal. It was good to know that distance is not going to end the relationship. You know what I mean? Well, all the, all that Todd doesn't care about distance. He just cares about the distance that uh, his superiors can take his career. So <laughs> he's not really concerned with the other. We all have a Todd in no, our office, we, right? We, we love Todd. Of course. He is uh, one of my favorite things that we ever did on the show was the day that somebody took his meatballs out of oh, the, yeah. the break room. Fridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's one of my favorite non-sports. He didn't did mess around with that segment. He was running literally. Show. He was literally coming in and getting like forensic evidence. He was breaking into our live studio. He and, like, was sniffing the trash can. And is that red sauce in your beard, dude? Get away from me! <laughs> that's exactly that's very that. weird. <laughs> that's, that, no, that's accurate. So fake a vacation. Check it out online. I don't know if it's fakeavacation.com or what, but I just I found this new story. And I, I, Ryan Robertson wants the website. Part of me could kind of believe it. Part of me could. I, I don't buy that half of millennials have lied about a vacation they took, but um, part of me can believe that. Fakeavacation.com is correct. Uh, Graham Rahal joined the show earlier today. Had a fun conversation with him, month of May. All the events that he has coming up and his Columbus Blue Jackets Going for a Game 3 win tonight in the Stanley Cup playoffs against Boston. We talked about all of it. We'll re that for you next. It's Corey Schultz, Fox Sports 97.5.